0: Welcome to Breadwinning Moms. I'm your host Chloe Taylor Brown. My mission is to inspire independent women everywhere and to encourage breadwinning moms. If you're curious, ambitious and have your own identity or if you're wanting to develop your own authentic identity and brand personally and professionally, then I say let's rock and roll because this show is for you. Hello there, this is Chloe. Happy Wednesday. I'm so excited to be here with you today because we are going to be free flowing and we're going to be talking about seductive persuasion, how to get attention and power using sweet communication. That even sounds sweet to me, seductive persuasion and sweet communication. Well, you know, everyone has a style of communication. So what's your style of communicating? you know? Do you have a favorite style? Do you have a persuasive style of communication? Do you know how to use your voice and your body to draw positive attention to yourself personally and professionally? I say that it's important for all of us to understand the power in our words and also to communicate powerfully, sweet and alluring. As bread-winning moms and working women, a lot of times we I don't know if we're pushing to the side our authentic way of communicating, or we've been told a million times that uh, we shouldn't do a certain thing in the way that we speak and the way that we communicate. What this show is said to dispel some of those myths. As a matter of fact, I'm going to bust some of those so we can let the little pieces fly away like little fragments of dust and we can go on and be bold in our authentic way of communicating. And as women, we do have that caring ability. We have uh, being very concerned. We have a caretaker and we can be soothing. It's not to say that we can't be tough when we want to be tough because we certainly can. But for the most part, we have this authentic way of communicating. And we're going to talk about the different ways of communicating. It's not necessarily uh, verbal communication. There is something called nonverbal communication. And nonverbal communication is very, very important. As a matter of fact, I think it's that nonverbal communication that speaks louder than those words that, that we talk about. Well, is your communication powerful? sweet, and alluring? Or is it weak, bitter, and repulsive? Think about that. Is your communication powerful, sweet, and alluring? Or is your communication weak, bitter, and repulsive? Or do you think you're somewhere in between? Well, I'm going to be joined today by a person that I love hanging out with on Wednesday. She is a weekly contributor. This is Chantel Thompson. She is the Director of Client Engagement at Sweet Job Spot. And Sweet Job Spot is a place where right employers and the right job seeker intersect for the ideal career placement. We're also wanting you, our listeners, to call in today to share your authentic way of communicating, and how is that working for you? And then we're going to talk about a few little nuggets that I share in my coaching with breadwinning moms to be more dynamic and effective communicators. I am really, really ready uh, to get into this conversation. And I want to say, if you'd like to call in today to chime in, to chat with us, or to ask a question, please call us at 347-884-9229. Again, that is 347-884-9229. And help me to say hello to Chantel Thompson. Hey, Chantelle.
1: Hi, Chloe.
0: How are you? I am doing really, really well today. Thank you so much. Hey, Chantel, guess what? What? I'm going to get a brand new spanking MacBook Pro today. So I am so excited about that, among other things. But right now, I have my eyes set on this brand new Platinum macbook pro and i'm excited about all the things that i'm going to be able to do that i haven't been able to do so yay me
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right chloe (laughs) Um,
0: so what have you been up to excuse me i'm sorry
1: i said macs are great um i like all kinds of computers though they all do interesting things i think right
0: yes they do but i'm excited about synchronizing my my new MacBook Pro with my iPad and my iPhone. I think I'm going to really, really be cooking with grease then, Chantel. Have you ever heard of that expression?
1: No, I haven't. Where does that come from, Chloe?
0: Well, that is the Southern Mississippi girl in me. Yes. When we're doing something that we're really proud of and it's really big, we say cooking with grease.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Chantel...
0: We have, we have a caller on the line, but I would like for you to, before caller, uh, you your area code is 857. You have your hand raised, and we're going to let you in in just a moment. But I want Chantel to tell us what she's been up to since we spoke last week.
1: All right, Chloe. Well, we've been um, talking about uh, communication, and the last time we talked, we, we talked a little bit about um Sexy communication, and so we're going to go a little uh, deeper today and talk about that seductive, alluring communication that, that you're so good at, and actually, um, just to let you know, Southerners are actually considered some of the best communicators um, within the public speaking realm because of the drawl that you
2: have.
0: It's really?
1: Very- yes, yes.
0: So Chantel, next next time I get on stage, the next time I get on stage, I'm going to say cooking with grease. (laughs) Oh yeah, curly is cooking with grease. (laughs) I'm kind of giddy today. I'm girly and I'm giddy because I'm excited about this conversation. And so you were saying that the Southern girls and Southern gentlemen also are some of the best public speakers?
1: They are actually some of the best public speakers because of the low tone and the, and the, um, and the intonations it makes people want to kind of lean in and listen. If you listen to somebody from the North, like say uh, New York City, where I used to work and live, um, you will notice that New Yorkers speak very, very quickly. And sometimes it's easy to kind of feel like they're talking over your head and New Yorkers are kind of known, they have a terrible reputation of being rude, but a lot of people think it's being rude. It's just, they just talk very fast and they get very, they get to the point very quickly where Southerners kind of draw it out and draw you in. So that's kind of a sexy um, Southern thing that I personally don't have, but it's so nice. <laughs>
0: Um, Well, that is really interesting. Um, I'm going to use that a little bit more now that I know that. I'm going to practice it.
1: (laughs) And also, um, the other thing is talking about when to use your seductive, um, alluring ways and how to moderate it for your audience. You know, Chloe. You work with a lot of independent women who run their own businesses, um, and they're talking to a different audience, say, if you're working at a company like Mary Kay versus, say, somebody who's working with a lot of men at a company like Home Depot. How have you seen um, the differences between the women that you're coaching and the and and their style, their
0: their appeal and their allure. Well, I would say that I'm a slightly different coach when it comes to because uh, what what I do is go in real deep and I want to get to the essence and the authenticity of the woman in the first place. And then her career is on top of that. So if we can draw out the essence and to be more authentic and to work with, what we feel comfortable with that is good and the things that are not so not working so well for us, we're going to just leave those out. But what we're going to be doing is drawing out that authenticity. And so whether she's in corporate America or with Mary Kay, I want her to speak in a way that is authentic to her. If she has a, a soothing Southern voice that makes everyone feel you know, like they're in their kitchen, they're about to eat something really Southern and comforting, then I want her to build that up and find ways to use that. If she's from the North and she has that rapid, punchy, quick voice that's making everybody feel like they need to rush, then I want her to, the part that she's maybe running into that everyone want her to slow down a little bit. We're going to leave a little bit of that out, but I certainly don't want her to not be authentic. So we're going to work on what she needs, depending on where she is. So if she's in New York and everyone else is there, maybe she'll get a little slower. So it just depends on everybody where they are. And then it comes to the, the body language. Wow. That's a whole nother topic.
1: Oh, that is. That nonverbal communication, how you dress, how you wear your hair, what gestures you make, how you sit. These are all little cues that people take when they're, when they're interacting with you. you well, Chantel, if you don't that?
0: mind, yes, absolutely. If you don't mind, um, there's a person who's been holding on, and I don't want to lose her. I want to see if she wants to uh, ask you a question or make a comment with you, Okay.
1: Okay. Hi Chloe there, Caller.
3: Yes, hi, how are you? It's hi. hi, Good. Hi. It's Marissa oh, from Boston.
0: Hey there, Marissa from Boston. How are you doing? Good,
3: good, good. It's such an honor to be on the show with you, ladies. You sound fabulous. I am from Thank the
0: North. You. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wonderful. Thank you. you can give us your perspective on, on this seductive persuasion and using sweet communication. What do you think is your style?
3: Well, I have to say I've learned a lot from coaching with you and speaking with you. Um, I think my style is really the same. God has given us two ears in one month. To listen more and talk less so I really my style is to first per, like to first hear the person out to give them the floor and then I need the floor and it's almost like a tennis match as I want to know their needs and wants and how can I help them and then what can they do for me so it can be a win-win situation but as you had mentioned, it all means where I am Is if, if I was in Mary Kay or if I was in Home Depot. So it all depends on the situation, the person, and the moment, and what I'm doing.
0: I love that because you're saying... It's a dialogue. It's not just you talking or the other person talking. You said like a tennis match. So you're going back and forth. You're listening to them. You want to understand them and what they want. And I love that you're so funny. You said, because you're going to need the floor. You're going to need it.
3: (laughs) Well, because I'll give you the floor because that's how we are. I mean... Like you said, you're cooking with grease. Well, I'm in carpooling right now, and then I'm flying home to cook with some olive oil for my kids. <laughs> 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 but, so I'm just by the really the multitasking, but I made it an effort to get you ladies in. But I truly believe in giving the other person the floor. And one really good thing I've learned from my clients, and Chloe, you know who I work for and what I do. Uh, I work for some very prominent people in Boston. And one of the best things that if I ask a question to one of them, they'll say, let me think about it. There's never a quick answer. And I like that because I have jumped to an answer way too quickly when I should have waited and said, let me think about it. Like, you don't need to know right now. You can wait just like I can wait.
2: I
1: love it.
3: I have to share that with you ladies.
1: <laughs> that's so interesting. I, mm-hmm. I actually think that's important because one of the things that we tend to do is share our, our feelings or our thoughts too soon before we've really made a decision. And it's good to think that you can just go with your gut instinct. But sometimes, mm-hmm. especially as women, we want to say yes a lot. I've noticed um, that's kind of a sticking point. We want to please, so we want to say yes a lot, and really we want to say no, but we've already kind of conditioned, been conditioned to say, oh, yeah, I can help you with that. And then you have to stop and think, wait a second, hmm, is this something I can really do? Is this something I want to do? Does it fit? So that's putting people off kind of for a minute till you get a chance, whether it's a day, a week a couple of hours to decide if it's something you want
0: to do, that sounds amazing. You well, know, one yeah, of the things that I, I could oh, say, uh, one of the things that that we could say, uh, a way to say it, to put it off, it says, wow, that sounds so exciting. Let me think about it, and I'm going to get back with you next week. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or, or the tomorrow. Yes, uh,
3: yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, because at least it leaves the door open where the other person feels, Wow, I'm not shut off. Right. There's an opportunity she could say yes or you know what I mean? But at least there's like that open doorness and then I walk away where I didn't give an answer and I get to think about it and listen to my own authentic self, as you would say, Chloe.
0: And you know what, ladies, this is what I would call sweet communication because we're all being authentic. We're not rushing into something. As Chantel says, we're not making a quick decision because the decision should be based on what we want to accomplish as well. So we need to step away and think about it. So thank you so very much, Marissa from Boston, for calling in and sharing that with us. Thank you. You have a wonderful day. <laughs> Giggles, bye. Giggles, bye bye. <laughs> that, that is so fun. We have another caller on uh the line. Chantel, do you have something that you want to interject before I open up the line for our next caller? Oh no, not right now. Let's
1: let's see who's on the on the phone.
0: Okay, then. So we have a caller with uh, her first three digits of her phone number, 731. Are you there, caller? I am. Hi, Chloe. It's Tanya May. How are you? Hello, Tanya May. I am wonderful today. How are you?
4: Excellent.
0: Do you have some seductive, persuasive communication tips that you'd like to share or some questions for Chantella for me today? You know
4: what? I do, and I just want to piggyback on the last caller. Uh, Zig Ziglar said never let anybody rush you to make a decision. He said if someone's trying to pressure you to make a decision or get an answer from you, you tell them if I have to give you an answer now, it is no. But if I have some time to think about it, it may be yes. But he just cuts it all off. Like no one can pressure me. I never make... A decision on the spot i always take my time and make a decision i never let anyone pressure me so i all i thought that was excellent advice when i heard it a couple of years ago so i think that that is you know something everybody can kind of you know maybe try yeah
0: thank you chantelle for bringing that that point and i do know that for myself and for a lot of the women that i've worked with is that, and even on the PEP, which is the personal excellence profile uh, of measuring where we are, where we can go, and using our 12 vital abilities, and decision-making is one of those abilities, uh, I noticed that a lot of us, no matter how powerful position we are at work, whether we're working in corporate America, working in network marketing, or being in a design studio, or law firm, it really doesn't matter. That decision-making ability is going to be key to what we want to accomplish. And if we continue, or if we go around making quick decisions that don't add up to where we're going, then we're going to be fragmenting our own energy and our own efforts. And we will have said no a hundred times too many. And if you're the kind of person who likes to keep your word and do what you said you're going to do, you're going to show up and you're going to be working here and working this and doing all this and everybody's going to be winning. And you're going to look at yourself and you're going to say, what about me? Cause you're not going to be winning. So I say, this is a really good point. Write this down and remember this. Decision making is key. You don't have to make a decision right away. So thank you so much for that again, Chantel. And thank you so much, Tanya, for bringing it up. Do you have anything that you want to piggyback on, Chantel?
1: Um, yes, I do. And I think also to when you're giving that timeline to really stop and, and think about it. Um, like really think about your answer. Um, don't just look it up Look it up in a schedule and say, well, do I have time to do this? But start to think about your answers a little bit more in depth to say, okay, does this go with my, with my brand? Just because I have the time, is it something that I really want to do? Let's say something like a, a time commitment or a financial commitment. It's not whether you have the money. It's whether you think that's a good use of the money that you have. So when we're communicating with people, I think what makes it more – and it, it actually can draw people in, too, to, to really assess your needs as somebody who they're talking to, to say, for example, I, I need some time. Okay, but what other questions do you have Do you need time? So do you see how that continues a little bit of the conversation? So if any questions come up during that week, you should be free to ask those questions, get a pulse on what you're doing, what you're saying yes to, and what you're saying no yes
0: to I like that. And Tanya, do you have uh, something else that you'd like to interject? And uh, I would also like to know what you think your Communication style is, and what it is what is it like as far as your verbal and nonverbal communication?
4: Well, um, I think my communication is pretty direct, but I always like to listen. I think because I'm in real estate, um, I'm so used to people telling me their needs and their wants. So I try my best to have a really good listening ear and I really want to understand what each client wants. I want to know what you like about your current house, you know, and, you know, what would you like in your new house. Like I just want to know every single detail, so I definitely had to learn how to listen. Um, also, um, with dealing with men clients, I've learned to be – that's how I learned to be direct. Because one thing that I learned a few years ago um, in a seminar – was a lot of times when um, women, when we communicate and when we, if someone asks us a question, like for instance, if someone said, hey, Tanya, um, what's your address? And I said, um, well, my address is ABC, uh, you know, it's 123, um, Jordan Lane, and da, 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 you see how thingy, songy that is? Yes. A lot of women communicate that way. So, when they deal with men, they do that and it annoys men. They can't stand it, you know, because they're just, oh, I'm just going to have to go lucky. And they just singy songy, every single thing. And the way that they communicate, a lot of times um, people may not take them serious or people may not, um, you know, think of them as a professional because of the, their tone and their body You know behavior. what's coming
0: to my mind? Was. Just, just the facts, ma'am. Give me the facts. I don't need a song. Yes. Give me. The facts. <laughs> Absolutely,
4: because they want to get past all of that, and and you know the different body language, you know, just all of those things. Because they just want to hear the point, point. especially when you get different regions together. When you get somebody from the south trying to communicate with somebody from up north. Oh my God, my husband's from New York, and it, I don't think anything drives him crazy more than listening to a slow talking person <laughs> trying to get across, and he gets so frustrated because they just want to get like get to the facts like speed it up get to the facts so I think that you know everyone uh, when we start to communicate with different people you want to in a way, mirror them, especially body language. But as far as your tone, if you want somebody to kind of pick it up, if you speak fast, a lot of times they will start to kind of mirror that and kind of speed up what they're saying. But um, so I think every, all of us communicate differently, but, um, you know, you definitely have to stick with your style, and it has to look like it's really you. It's coming from you. A lot of times, you know, we see other people and we watch other, other people Um, communicate, I remember years ago when, um, you remember when Oprah's friend Gail had a talk show? Yes. And I would look at that and I'm like, oh my God. She's doing everything Oprah does. Her mannerisms, the way she, you know, speaks with the people in the audience. And it annoyed me so much because I was like, she's just like Oprah. But at the same time, I didn't realize they're best friends and they're around each other all the time. And you do pick up things from your friends, but it still has to look like it's yours. And I guess if Gail had come out first, people would say, well, Oprah's trying to be like Gail, you know.
0: (laughs) Right, right. They have a similar communication style.
4: Yeah, so it just has to be. Well, you know, know coming from you.
1: You know the saying, birds of a feather flock together.
0: Well, this is real. This takes me back to um, well. First, first, let me just say, if you're listening to us on this conversation, you're listening to Breadwinning Moms with Chloe, and I'm your host, Chloe Taylor Brown, and we're having a conversation today titled "Seductive Persuasion: How to Get Attention and Power." using sweet communication. And at this point in the conversation, we're talking to Chantel Thompson, who's the director of client engagement at Sweet Job Spot, a place where the right employer and the right job seeker intersect for the idea of career placement. And we're also talking to Tanya May who is a realtor and does relocation real estate. And I would also like to say if you'd like to give us a call to share your your I was going to say time your real estate style but your (laughs) communication style please call us at 347-884-9229 so ladies we're talking about seductive persuasion how to get attention and power using sweet communication well let's define seductive you girls remember um in the, the Ideal Woman and um, Bread Moms coaching with Chloe, you have to define your words and clean slate the words and get to the real true meaning of the words. Do you remember that? I remember.
1: Yeah. I remember okay. That. Okay.
0: So we were talking about seductive. And I think that when I was speaking with Chantel earlier, she went right to sexy. And there is a sex appeal about uh, seductive and being seductive. So we're talking about seductive persuasion. So seductive in this context, tempting and attractive, enticing. And it's kind of like having a seductive voice. So some synonyms of seductive would be sexy, alluring, tempting, irresistible, exciting, provocative, sultry, and slinky. So keep those in mind. Now we're going to talk about persuasion, the action or fact of persuading someone or of being persuaded to do or believe something. Some synonyms of persuasion would be um, coaxing, coercion, uh, inducement, convincing, encouragement, uh, what is that word? Con- conjolery. I just learned that text of the word conjoling, conjolery. So, if we're talking about this discussion being directed to breadwinning moms and working women, we've learned today that we don't have to make quick decisions, and we've also learned that as women, we're caring, we're nurturing, and We are womanly for the most part. Some of us are more womanly than others. But to be able to use seductive persuasion, that is a gift of the highest level salespeople. And Tanya, being in real estate, in order to be effective and to close a lot of deals, I would think that you would have to operate at a very high level when it comes to seductive persuasion. Could you talk about that?
4: Yes, absolutely. Um, I think it's the total package, I like to say, from the time you make eye contact, you know, with a a new customer or client um, and how you greet the the male and the female. I mean, it's so many different ways um, that I communicate to make my customers comfortable. Um, My clients, like, for instance, is, I, you know, if a man and a woman come to me and the first thing that I normally do, especially, because you can tell if a person's insecure.
2: If you're present, thing, yes.
4: Yes. <laughs> the first thing I always tend to do is make communic- make good eye contact and I communicate with the wife. Even if the husband is very, um, is, is kind of the control of that relationship. I always do my best to make the wife comfortable. Um, so I watch why I like, don't wear like a lot of low-cut blouses and things like that because, of course, that's a part of communication. But um, I, I just watch every single thing. But most of the time with my clients, they always see that I'm very sincere because I love what I do. So I'm very patient I'm with my, all of my clients. But I do my best to make sure that I make um, a good impression, especially on the wife and especially if, you know, the person may be insecure. So I'll, you know, make, I'll find something to compliment them, um, you know, about because we all have something that's beautiful. It could be your your eyes, your hair, it could be your dress, it could be anything. But I do my best to make them comfortable, especially if I think they're shy or kind of timid, you know. Um, but I just carry myself in such a way that – either one would be comfortable working with me um, and no one would be intimidated. I, I like listen- that.
0: Yeah, I, I never listen- thought about that because you're working with, you are working with um, men and women and you don't want the wife to think any less of you and that you're going to be doing a less of a job. And so you want her to focus on you, the woman and not, you know, you have to kind of put your body language into check, too. And Chantel, I know that you had something that you wanted to share when it comes to uh, corporate work and this seductive persuasion.
1: Um, Yes, it is very important in in a corporate environment um, to stay within kind of their dress guidelines and especially depending on whether you're working with more men or more women. And there's a fine line. And what I've seen a lot with various women is that line of, I work with men, um, so I'm starting to dress more like a man, and then you kind of lose yourself. So they lose themselves. We lose ourselves often when we have types of jobs where it's very um, masculine. And... So, it's not uh, so the women want to turn down some of the femininity so that they're taken seriously, but not take it completely away. And um, that seems to be something that a lot of women struggle with in the workforce how to um, stay feminine and authentic, um, keep their tone when it comes to work um, seductive and alluring, but not become a sex object um am i allowed to say that on on radio
0: <laughs> yes it's, it's called real life <laughs>
1: <laughs> well yes because um when you're standing in a room and you're and, and you're with the key executives you don't want people to um think your administrative assistant if say you're a lawyer um and not not to knock an administrative assistant but it's, it's just different. It's different work, and you want people to see you as an equal, not as um, somebody who's just helping somebody else. They, you want them to see you as equal. In order to be seen as equal, there's a part of you that has to kind of blend in. Um, and with something like Mary Kay, the femininity is it's bigger, and you're really celebrating it more. I mean, it's makeup, it's, I mean, they wear, they drive pink Cadillacs. I mean, how much more feminine could you get? So <laughs> um, so with, with Mary Kay, it's going to be very different than, say, an engineering firm or a law firm where, you know, the standards might be, uh, with engineering, sometimes it's just jeans and a T-shirt, and if you wear a dress, people look at you like you're crazy. Um, <laughs> and the same thing with... Um, with when you're working at a law firm, you know, black suits, gray suits. These are just more common, less jewelry, hair pulled back. So you really have to look at who your audience is and how you're going to seduce them into what you're saying, not what you're wearing. Um, And so you can keep that message going more based on what you have to say in one aspect where some other aspects are more
0: visual. I love this conversation, and I'm so intrigued today because I'm having a conversation via text with Glenn Barker, and I'm having a great time, Glenn. I know that you're listening because you're commenting and sending mm-hmm. me uh, text and he's saying that um, he says, great show. And magician lover in conversation. I wish he'd just call in and indulge us because he could share a lot with us on this very topic. And then he goes on as he's listening to say empathy match mirror use the mirror use the other person's words, pace, and tone brings rapport. So I think that you were talking about that, Tanya, and kind of mirroring uh, what the other person might be doing, um, and especially if you're working, say, a contract job or you're working on a team and you have to be with these people and you're interacting with them. After a while, you all start to blend in. And so I would imagine that that's what Glenn is talking about. Empathy match, the mirror, the use of the other person's words, pace, their tone, and also kind of similar clothing. Uh, I had an experience a few years ago when I was working at uh, a big corporation that They were, they kind of were born out of celebrating men and manly things, a big corporation. And one of their top people, an executive president, um, they wanted me to work with her on her image. Well, she was very womanly and well endowed, breast, very womanly in hourglass shape. And so there was absolutely no way that she was going to be able to conceal how voluptuous she was, but she had been trying to do that for years and it had literally worked against her. And with the coaching that we did, she was able to start to understand that she said, I'm not going to go get anything cut off here and I'm going to celebrate myself. So what she did was start to to really appreciate her authenticity, and she gave into it. And it's not to say that she was wearing low-cut blouses, but she couldn't wear turtlenecks every day either. So she had to accept it. And when you can accept who you are and walk into that boldly, unapologetically, then you can hold your position. So so sometimes all of this can get into body types and body shapes when it comes to bread moms and working women and working and what's protocol and how we can work with men and so forth. So it's it's a lot more uh, than what we're talking about. And when we come back from this little break, I want to go a little bit deeper and talk about the selfing process. It's the process uh, that consists of verbal communication and nonverbal communication. I'm going to put you ladies on the spot and, if, and to ask if you could stay with us a little bit longer. If you can, I understand. Can you stay with us a little bit longer, Chantel? I sure can. And what about you, Tanya?
4: Yes, I can.
0: Okay, wonderful. I'm going to play something that I believe both of you ladies will absolutely love. Uh, I like this song. Hey. I love that, and I want to live my life like it's golden because you know what? It is golden, and us knowing it, feeling it, thinking it, makes it so. So let's go out and live our lives like we're golden. And as far as I'm concerned, it's almost impossible to do that if we're not being authentic within ourselves. And that's being authentic also in our communication. And as we were talking about uh, before the break, we were talking about the five elements of communication were just verbal and nonverbal communication. So we are back and you are listening to Bread Winning Moms with Chloe. I'm your host, Chloe Taylor-Brown, and our topic today is seductive persuasion, how to get attention and power using sweet communication. And we were talking earlier, sweet communication is authentic communication. And as women, we have this softer side to ourselves, not all of us, but for the majority, most of us do have a softer side. And it works. When we can tap into that, it becomes our power. And yes, We can be soft and strong, and we are talking with Chantel Thompson of Sweet Job Spot and Tanya Thesa May, our favorite luxury realtor. So, ladies, we have another caller. Should we go into our little spiel, or should we bring our caller on for questions or comments? What do you think? Um, Chloe, bring them on. Okay, let's bring a caller on. So, caller, you're calling from 312 Area Co. You are live on Bread Winning Moms with Chloe.
5: Well, good afternoon, ladies. This is Glenn Barker, friend of Chloe Taylor-Browns. Uh, if you would like to have some male perspective in the conversation, <clears throat> I've called to put in the male side.
0: We would love some male perspective, and thank you so much for uh going back in our communication, having dialogue via text. And so I'm so glad you called in. What would you like to share with us today?
5: Well, first of all, I think this is a wonderful conversation. So thank you all for having this conversation. And you've hit on some, I think, wonderful points, you know, in matching and mirroring and realizing that folks want to be heard. And if we take the time to do active listening, to really pay attention what the person has to say. Pick up key phrases, feed them back to them so they know they're heard. In fact, what you can even say is, so what I heard you say is, and repeat what they said. And if you match their pace and their conversational style and somewhat their tonality, they start to see you as like them. And then the rapport starts to build. And once the rapport starts to build, then you have trust. And from that, whether that's in business, I believe, or in personal, interpersonal, I believe it's that relationship early building that can be done. If you do this consciously, not manipulatively, but consciously, caringly, that, that starts to bring the empathetic part out. And I believe women in particular have that unique ability to extract empathy, uh, to call on that, and done in a good way. I, I believe it, you're right, Chloe, it's powerful. It's very powerful, and when it's handled in the right way, I also see it as a blessing because you can help guide and move folks along to making good decisions, fair decisions, and feeling comfortable with you and where you're going together. So I'd like to put that in the conversation.
0: I like that perspective, and and I know that... um, what you're saying really works. Let me ask you from a personal male perspective, do you when you're working with women what do you appreciate? Do you appreciate a combination of of being soft and strong? Or do you want when you're working with women for them to be strong and in control and powerful and holding that strong position? Or do you want them to talk in that sing song kind of a way and, you know, that they need help? And what do you work best with the type of communicator?
5: Well, now, there are different circumstances, right? There is casual, right? There is social, there's business. And these distinctions, I believe, are it's incumbent upon me, uh, especially as a male, to be conscious of that and, and and what is what is proper for the circumstance, right? So, but all in all, Chloe, I agree with you. I believe that the person is authentic, and they're not putting on a, pr- a fake persona that is... Well, but that also could just be fear, you know. So I'm very cautious to be too judgmental and just give folks a little time, too. There's an uncomfortable first few minutes with anyone that's a getting acquainted time. So I caution everyone to be a little patient. Let, let folks talk. One of, your, one of your callers said that. Let folks talk a bit and then repeat their words and see if they can reframe things and pace them along. And so to try to get to your answer, though, do what do I like... I, too, like you, Koya. I like the authenticity. I like the real person that will put out their, their needs, their wants, and their strengths and their asks, you know, as clearly as they can so that we can have a basis of trust to start to be built. And from that, whether it's business, personal, or social, I believe makes for very enriching interactions that I, I personally enjoy.
0: I love that. And I really appreciate you calling to give us bread winning moms and working women. A perspective because uh, a lot of women in corporate America, as you know, are working with men. And for us to have your insight with you working um, very closely with men and and helping them to realize their higher levels of who they are with Mankind Project being the executive director, we value your insight and your thoughts. So thank you so very much for calling in and sharing with us, Glenn Barker.
5: You're most welcome. And last piece I would want to put on that is like the one woman said, um, slow down with the men. Give them a chance to absorb, be direct. Don't look the corner of them. E- elicit them for their help. I need your help on something. You know, this is something men love to do. They love to hear that. I'm calling you to ask for help. I need some advice. Do you have a minute? This is wonderful. Men love to give advice. Don't we know that?
0: Wow, Glenn Barker, we've got to have you back on the show. This is a whole other conversation. <laughs> Isn't that great, Chantel and Tanya, for what he's just said? Thank you so very much, Glenn, and we will schedule yes. another time because this is a conversation that we've got to come back to. Thank you so much and bye for now.
5: Thank you and bye for now.
0: Bye-bye. Isn't that wonderful, um, I yes. You know, we know that, but we don't remember to ask for help that men like when women ask for help and it doesn't make us look weak because we're wanting a man to help us to figure things out. So I'm going to take that from the conversation as well to, to say no about these decisions, not right now. And to ask for help, especially men who knew. So Tanya, did you know that?
4: Yes. They love it.
0: Would you think that being um, in real estate is a male-dominated field the way that it was, or is it now being dominated by women?
4: Wow! Um, if I had to guess, from what I see, I see a lot more women. Um, you know, in real estate now, you got to find a lot more men in commercial real estate. You don't have a lot of females. Um, a lot of women commercial real estate at all, but regular residential real estate, you were. Uh, it's probably about fifty-fifty, but if I had to guess, I would say more. Probably more women, but a lot of men have their own teams. Like they'll come okay. in, kind of build their own teams quicker than a woman will kind of step out and do it.
0: Hmm. Now I'm curious as to. Uh, what that might be about, but that's a whole nother conversation, too, because we have 11 minutes and I want to talk about these five layers of the selfing process. This is a process of communication uh, of the self, of your own self, which allows you to put it on, so to speak. You know how um, when you say, you know, you, we've all put on before. And what we mean by that is when you think of a person, uh, they're getting ready for a concert and they will buy a specific outfit or they're getting ready for something that they don't normally do. And they get the whole outfit and the whole hairstyle and the, the, everything that is actually putting on. So if we've done that before, then we've done a really good job of the selfing process. So, the selfing process is of five layers. It consists of verbal communication, how we speak, um, it consists of poise and movement, manners and etiquette. It also consists of our grooming and our cosmetic and the clothing and fashion that we're wearing. So, when you want to put on intentionally, we're not saying to not be yourself. But you're kind of elevating yourself. A good example of this for me personally is when I was a model, my agent would call me. As a matter of fact, my agent called me today because I'm being a new model again. Uh, My agent would call me and say, Chloe, uh, go to for this casting or go see for uh, Armani or for Escada or for um, s- something that was very, very casual, or isamayaki. Well, all of those designers is kind of different. So you kind of think, well, what would that designer want? So you would put on, put the clothing on, you walk in there the certain way, you use your makeup. If one designer loved red lips, you were going to make sure that you would put those red lips on because what you're doing is wanting that person, that employer, or that team to see you and envision you as though you already are. So this process includes these five layers of getting ready and they work harmoniously together. So keep in mind that the necessary prerequisite though, for all of these components working together is to like yourself. We have to like ourselves, And for me, the fastest way to like ourselves is to find out who we are, what we want to contribute to society, what we want to be up to, what we want to do. And it's natural. We may have to go and get some skills or develop in a certain area, but it's natural to us. And so we want to bring all of these elements together of the selfing process with what we have decided is our goal for our communication. So we're not just going to have communication to just be talking, 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 and it doesn't add up to anything. If it doesn't, then it's not sweet communication. So seductive persuasion is using uh, a way to educe an attractive person to yourself and that you're going to encourage them And it's kind of like getting them to see the vision. But good salespeople do it all the time. So it you have this skill, but it depends on if you're going to use it for good. Because just as Glenn Barker was talking about, there are two sides to everything. And when a person gets so good at seductive persuasion and sweet communication, if you're not using it authentically, You could use it for something uh, that's not so good. So, Chantel, in one minute, can you tell me um, a time when you have witnessed someone using seductive persuasion for communication that was not so sweet? (laughs)
2: Um,
1: Well, you know, there's many times, but, and, you know, it's usually when we're not thinking. The most important thing that I see in terms of using that seductive communication is, like Glenn said, you have to ask questions, but also, like I believe it was Tanya who spoke earlier, being informed is really important. So, when you ask these questions and you're asking for help, come from a place where you've done some research and you've um, you've exhausted some of your options before going to somebody and saying, hey, can you help me with this? Because the worst thing you want to do is have all the information available to you and have done nothing to utilize it. Because that kind of shows people that you're not that interested in it. So be informed. Make sure that you're you're asking good questions uh,
0: Based on some form of research that you've done. So that's what I would say. That keeps you strong. I like that. You strong. Fantastic. And Tanya Fisime, do you have uh, any comments about that last question? Have you seen uh, or know of a situation where individuals or a team or a corporation have used seductive persuasion in a not so sweet way?
4: Uh-huh. Oh, um, that's a good question. (laughs) Oh, wow. Um...
0: I it's think. kind of like selling snake oil, you know, for the not so seductive way. You're slick, and you're kind of a scoundrel, and yeah. you can that kind. Of, you can convince people. You know, it kind of reminds me of what's been going on in the news lately with these scoundrels uh, using seduct- seductive persuasion and sweet communication in a negative way to swindle se- senior citizens and especially the elderly.
4: That's, that's true. People want something to believe in. And um, I think once you, um, especially in the corporate world, when you know that if you're doing a transaction or you're doing business with someone and you build a, a rapport with a trust, you know, a lot of times if the person's not genuine, you know, you, can, you will get that a lot of, um, you know, um, seductive, uh, communication and different things because in in you know so many words you may quote unquote have them on the hook um, you know they may have be they may have fallen too deep to where you know they can't make the best decision um, but yeah that happens quite a bit uh, but you just have to you know going back to communicating um, you just have to be authentic like you said and there is no there's a bad way sometimes people use communication the wrong way to get what they want but if you're authentic you you will be able to you know reach all of your goals and do everything that you want to do by being authentic and doing things the right way so i hope that helped and didn't confuse you more
0: oh it's wonderful and it brings us full circle because we're talking about being authentic and embracing our own individuality and our personality and being comfortable with our authentic style. And that includes your authentic style of communicating, your authentic style of dressing, your authentic style of being. You know, um, I was doing a little bit of research and I don't have the person that wrote this, but we're talking about seductive persuasion, how to get attention and power using sweet communication, alluring communication, how to capture attention and power. And so this person writes, communication is not what you say, but how you say it, where you say it and why you say it. It goes beyond talking. It's also learning to listen. Don't just talk and listen. We want you to communicate and we want your communication to be seductive, persuasive, and sweet. And when you're listening, we want you to fully listen. Thank you so very much Chantal Thompson of Sweet Job Spot and thank you so very much Tanya Fisa May, the your luxury realtor here in Atlanta Georgia. and thank you so very much Glenn Barker from Chicago for calling. Thank you so very much Marissa from Boston for calling in. This has been a real fun show and I want all of us to look in the mirror for ourselves to be more authentic, get into the essence of who we are authentically look at yourself in the mirror be present with yourself and i promise you you can't go wrong with being more in tune to who you are you've been listening to bread winning moms with chloe i'm your host chloe taylor brown we will see you all next week goodbye for now bye for now bye bye We had a great show. I love it. I'm still listening to Michael Jackson. And then, if I feel like doing another show, I can. But doing the Thursday show, I just felt like it was just making me having to be in this place oh, in days in a row. If I want to work, I can. But I'm not, I'm not tied to it.